Welcome back to Archetype Aperture. I'm Jim, the host of the show, the only host of this show. You have not heard any other hosts of this show besides myself. <laughs> I'm in a little bit of a goofy mood, so bear with me as I take you on this journey. So today I wanted to talk to you about something, and it's been on my mind for a hot minute. And I've just been thinking about it, and it's something that we all go through. Should I use this? Should I not use this? And in my opinion, I think you should. What am I talking about? Autofocus. That's right. I believe that every good photographer should understand how to use manual focus, obviously, and understand how to use autofocus. Chances are <laughs> you've probably heard that real photographers don't use autofocus. This couldn't be further from the truth. A real photographer uses any method they can to get great photos. I mean, whatever you're, the, the tools that you have at your disposal, those are the tools that you need to be using to get your photos. Now, whatever that comes with, if it comes with autofocus, if it's only a manual focus camera, if it's uh, a Polaroid camera, if it's a cell phone, you utilize the tools that come with that gear to make great photos. End of story. So if a, if a tool that you're using has a specific tool inside of it, if it has a specific function or it has all kinds of functions, why not use it? I don't understand this philosophy. I don't understand. Those people that are telling you that real photographers don't use autofocus are most likely those purists that we talked about in, in one of the previous episodes. To each his or her own. I'm not ever going to down anyone or to fault anyone for any way that they think about whatever it is that they want to do. The question I have is, are they using it properly? Are you using it properly? So we're going to talk about some of the functions that come with the autofocus and some of the ways that you can use them, okay? Most cameras have what's called focal points. These focal points are used to determine exactly where the focus will lie. Sounds simple, right? Yeah. Well, every camera system has many of the same functions like ISO, aperture, shutter speed. Those three things, the exposure triangle, those things are on almost every camera that's out there. I mean, unless, and I'm not talking about cell phones, but I will say cell phone cameras are coming, they're coming along, they're coming around. Now, the fact that the, the sensor is like a third of what a, a DSLR or a mirrorless camera has, it's, it's not going to be quite as good. However, if you use the camera properly, on the phone and you know how to use it and you use all the functions that it comes with you can make great photos i'm not disputing that fact i would never dispute that fact also the camera phones i mean the phones on your camera <laughs> whatever however you want to say it forwards backwards it's the same thing you know what i'm saying uh, they're starting to teach people how to bokeh things how to use aperture and i think that's awesome I think that's great. I think that more people need to learn that we're not just button pushers. We don't just point the camera and push a button. There's so much more that goes into taking a great photo. And it does get on it, it does get my goose a little bit when I hear people say, oh, I could do that with my cell phone. Or I could do that 
hand me your camera. <laughs> Please show me how it's done. <laughs> uh, I'm not taking it out of manual mode. At any rate, every camera has those functions. However, it has been, in my opinion, one of the main reasons why people will choose one camera over another. And I'm talking about the focus functions, of course. And every photographer will tell you that certain cameras do it better. While technically this is true, it's up to each user to actually make it work in their favor. One camera may have, I mean, there's cameras out there right now that have animal IAF, which is ridiculous. But it's sometimes people need that if they're shooting animals or what have you. And they want that eye to be perfectly tack focused, tack sharp, in frame, everything. They like that camera. Others have less autofocus capabilities. The, the user is quite fond of that. They like that. They like to be able to do, th it makes them feel like it's a little bit more manual. It's, it's just up to you to learn your gear and understand what it can do. Cool? Right. For me, it's like this. It's like if you have your shot framed up the way you want it, and then you notice that the focus is in the wrong spot, like, you know, what do you do? Well, you could either move the camera around and put the focal point in the correct place, but then that's going to mess up your framing, right? Say you've got your model or your dog or whatever the case may be, whatever you're shooting that day, framed perfectly. The composition is beautiful. However, you notice that the focal point is not where it needs to be. If you move your camera to put the focal point where it needs to be, then you're going to lose your original framing. Now, most cameras nowadays have little directional arrows on the back that you can move the focal point around. And in my opinion, that's the best way. Older cameras have less focal points than the newer ones, obviously. I have a Canon 60D, and I actually looked up how many focal points that it has. Now, uh, this, is what, this is what I read. I'm going to read it to you exactly right off the internet, <laughs> right off the interwebs. The Canon 60D's autofocus sensor is unchanged from the 50D. I guess it's the same and features a nine-point diamond array with nine cross-type f5.6 autofocus points, meaning that they're all sensitive to vertical or horizontal lines. That's what cross-type means, if you didn't know. Now, let's go into, let's see, what my Canon RP, EOS RP, the Canon EOS RP, which came out this year, has 4,779 focal points, okay? So let me read that to you. The EOS RP camera features a sophisticated autofocus system with a maximum 4,779 manually selectable autofocus points, which covers almost the entire image sensing area. So what that means is I can cover, I can focus in pretty much the entire frame wherever I want. And the cool thing with my camera is on, the tr there's no buttons. I mean, there are, but that's not how you move the focal points around. The focal points are moved around by literally taking your thumb and dragging it around the LCD screen while you have your eye up to the viewfinder. And you can see those focus, the, the focus point moving around as you're moving it with your thumb, which is super cool. I can put it all the way up in the far left corner. I can put it down in the middle. I can put it over to the far right corner, wherever I want it to be. I can put it there. 
that is my in my opinion is the best way to use the autofocus or to you know to manually move your focal point around now there are focus modes that you can go into that will help you in different types of photography and we'll get into that well let's get into it right now we've only got 15 minutes <laughs> in some cameras they have motion motion and facial tracking in my opinion when i'm shooting people or any type of object that may be in motion or of any kind at all I try to have on the motion and facial tracking obviously if you're shooting landscape you wouldn't need to have that you would not have to have live on <laughs> you just don't need it what would you need okay well let's talk about some of the different types of photography that you use autofocus some of the types of autofocus that they might use different types of niches of photography such as portrait wedding photography, landscape photography, sport photography, aerial, underwater. There's so many types. Some of them might actually use the same type of autofocus while others won't. My preferences are for anything involving people or moving subjects, like I just said, is to use the motion lock on tracking. Landscape, I generally use what's, what's called area AF. Here's the real photography tip though. <laughs> Use them all until you know what each one does as it relates to your camera. Then you have to decide which is the best one to use for whatever specific project you're working on. So just like I've said before, learn your gear. It doesn't matter what kind of camera that you have or what, whatever you're using. It does not matter. Cell phone, Polaroid, freaking, you know, a DSLR, a mirrorless. It, it does not matter. I can't stress that enough. Now, before I go too far, I will say that sometimes the lenses that we use can also speed up the focus process. Okay, if you have a faster lens, it may focus much faster and smoother than some other lenses. When you're using autofocus, it's using the camera and the lens to focus. So remember that when you're out there. Okay, and when you, if you are in a position to purchase a new camera or lens, use think about that okay use that that information to think about what it is that you need and what's going to be the best for you and that is all i have to say about that but i did want to share something that i was told a long time ago by a mentor of mine i call him a mentor he doesn't probably know i call him my mentor but i've been looking up to him for a while and this guy is he's a really good photographer i'm not going to say his name because i really want to try and get him on the podcast and just interview well just to sit down and interview him and if i actually get that to, to make that happen i'm going to play it here for you all but he told me to and i quote learn the basics of photography and then once you've mastered them break all of those rules and, you know, I kind of laughed at first, but then I quickly realized that this was actually good advice. And I've been using it, that method ever since. Folks, I'll tell you, I've said it a million times. I think I've said it at least three times in this podcast, but it does not matter what kind of camera you have. It's about learning the gear you own and mastering it. Now, I want to thank you for listening. And if you like this podcast and it's been helpful for you and you're enjoying it, I urge you to share it. You can share each episode individually from your podcast app 
share on whatever format you like facebook instagram it doesn't matter and if you feel like tagging me on any of those things all my links are in the show notes but i would love for you to share this i i I really would i will never ask you for money but the only thing i will ask you is if you support me and what i do here and what i'm doing the best way to do that is to share it that's it comment on the on you know go to itunes and or apple podcasts and, and comment and share it and rate it that will help me to move ahead in the podcast world and there's so many podcasts out there for me to be competing against it helps to have every little bit that i can oh yeah and please feel free to email me i would love to hear from you i'm still waiting on those emails to pop in Send me a, drop me a note, drop me a line, jwmphoto1 at gmail.com. You can ask a question, you can leave a comment, or you can leave a suggestion, or if there's something, again, if if there's anything that you would like me to talk to you about or to cover here in this podcast, I want to know. It's going to really help me to streamline this podcast for you, the listener, and that's what I want. That is all I want. So guys, it's been a pleasure. I'll talk to you in the next one. See you.